Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today's episode is going to get you pumped. It's just going to make you feel good because when I interviewed Daniel M. Jones, I basically fed off his energy. He just has such good, uplifting, fun energy, and I know you're going to love this interview. So Daniel M. Jones is an international best-selling author, multi-musician, and video influencer with an award-winning YouTube channel dedicated to autism awareness and understanding. He is the founder of The Church of Jediism and a spokesperson for the movement, growing it to 500,000 followers around the world and raising awareness of Jediism everywhere he goes. So don't let this scare you off. It sounds weird, Church of Jediism, but I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you find out who this guy really is, what Jediism means, and what he's all about. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hey, I'm super, super awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. I I just love your energy already. For the listeners out there, we've been chatting before this recording. Yeah, Dan has a lot to say. (laughs) He's a chatter. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. (laughs) It's good. You have a lot of energy and spunk, and it's awesome. To me, that's like that's life. If you haven't got that energy, you haven't got that spark inside to go like, I'm feeling pumped to do something. Then it's like, okay, you need to go back to square one and figure out why you need to be pumped. You know what? I need to do that today too. Sometimes I don't wake up that pumped. Do you wake up every day feeling like this? Do you know, most days I do. Oh and ironically, gosh. today, I didn't feel it. Up, up until now, I, I didn't feel pumped. And I think it's, it's partly to do with the fact that I kind of like I have ups and downs on my personality traits because of the Asperger's syndrome. But most of the days I do feel pumped. And I just, I don't know, there's something about it. I feel like every day is like a challenge in a good way. I'm like, oh, let's mm. do something crazy today. It's like, so I, I, know I love it. You got to kind of wake up and think, okay, today is, I'm going to kick today's butt. And that's what you need to kind of think always. I love that. That's a great life lesson there. Okay, so let's rewind. I'm sure a lot of our audience are curious and they're like, who the heck is this guy? You founded the Church of Jediism at age 21. (laughs) So let's start with that. What what is Jediism? Cool. So I'll try and put it into a nutshell. So Jediism is an applied life philosophy. It's kind of like a bit scary when you say, oh, the Church of Jediism, it sounds all like a weird cult and all that mm-hmm. rubbish. But it's, it's not. It's nothing scary. It's like, the best way I explain it to people is like Buddhism for the idiot. I feel, and the re- and, and that's, okay, so in a nutshell, that's what it is. It's basically Buddhism for the millennials. It's all about mindfulness and a, a bit of yoga practice and a bit of mantra and, and getting your life to square one, basically. And uh, But it's, the reason it's called Jediism, and I'll go over this now, is that because the idea of a, a Jedi in the Star Wars universe is they're quite like a pure person. They know mm-hmm. they're very rational, they're very calm, they meditate, they use martial arts as a form of self-defense, and also it's a, a way of spiritual enlightenment. And because of that, everything that we do in Jediism reflects exactly what the Jedi do in Star Wars. And that's why, okay, apart from like the flying and the laser sword, but, you know, um, it, that that's wh- how it gets its name, it, mm. basically. And you talk about the Force. Can you explain what the Force means? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So... The Force is a, 
is the energy or the universal life force energy, which gives life to everything. So some people call it chi or consciousness or a vibration or the inner flow, the inner wind uh, and like Taoism and things. And what that means um, is that it is the binding energy that's that thing that exists between vibration and energy. I call mm. it energy, but it's not specifically an energy. And the way I can explain this is that in the book of Matthew, I believe in the Bible, it says that, you know, the kingdom of God isn't within one man or a group of men. It's within all men. So it's mm-hmm. a shared responsibility of that, that um, the enlightenment of the reality that we live in. And so the Buddha said it as well. You know, we are the imagination of ourselves uh, and what we see, I think, therefore I am. It's, it's all to do with the fact that you project and create your own realities and that reality is the force that you live in. So it's having a communication with that, which is having the communication with the force. Basically, I hope that made some kind of sense. It's it's a little hard to grasp, but so is like <laughs> Buddhism and all of this stuff. But the way I see it is it's it's like the energy that the energy flow of the universe, right? There's this invisible force that yes. guides us. And yeah, people call it different names. People call it the universe, God, or whatever it is. But you can't deny that there's some kind of life energy force, right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. And, um, and the way I explain it to people how they can feel it is that, okay, say... If you've ever been walking down the street or in an office or, or, or you've gone to your friend's house or in a mall anywhere and somebody says to you, hey, you're looking hot today or hey, you're looking really awesome. And you think, wow, you, you feel so empowered by this like positive comment that it just it fuels your entire existence for that moment. You're like, oh, yes, you need to flip a table or something. And like yeah. the, the idea is that when the person said that to you, they feel amazing for saying it because they're shedding positivity, light and love. And so by sharing love, you cause love. So it's a cause and reaction. Mm -hmm. And that's the rippling effect of feeling the force. If you like, that's another way of of tuning in. Mm. I love it. Because yeah, I always say like, you know, joy is contagious. If you're happy and you smile, Mm. then you you spread that around you. And if you are a light, you spread that around you. And you know what? That is why you're so pumped every day. Maybe you're just so in tune with the force. (laughs) I know I am. And I try and live my life that way, you know? And I feel like- there's so many people who who let negativity like just you bum them out all day and it's like oh you know this that and the other and like we all have our problems because that's life and the, yeah. the idea is to solve them and I feel like my gift in life is that I was blessed maybe you could call it blessed with Asperger syndrome which is like a high functioning autism disorder and I see everything as a problem that needs to be solved I love solving problems I love doing puzzles and all this kind of rubbish so to me it's like oh Every day is like this big problem. You've got to solve it. And I love getting into it. It's like playing a game. It's like solving a puzzle. Yeah. I think this is why I did the degree in chemistry because I found it so like, oh, it's a puzzle. Yeah. I put things together, you know. That's amazing. I mean, some people, when they see a problem, they run away and they don't want to solve it. But yeah, I love that you have like the gusto to want to solve it. Yeah, because it comes with that relief, doesn't it? When you, yeah. How many times have you said, oh my goodness, you know, I'd be so happy once this is sorted out. And then it gets sorted out and you're like, <laughs> I'm feeling so pumped. You know, it's you can true. like, I'm floating. And it's yeah. like, you should treat every single problem with the same respect. And this is one thing I will say, and this is a teaching from uh, the Buddha, uh, the the, the Sattva, and they said that, you know, we have no control over involuntary negative thought. You know, we have mm-hmm. no control over dark thoughts that enter our brains. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, all this stuff, people dying and all this rubbish. But we have control over positive thoughts that we can voluntarily put in our brain. So involuntary yeah. thoughts, we have no control of. We do have control of positive thoughts. So what I always do is if I'm feeling kind of down or feeling bummed out, I always kind of say, okay, 
I'm going to think of something super awesome. And the best way to remember this is there's this TV show called How I Met Your Mother. And um, there's a guy, there's a, there's a character called Barney Stinson who's played by Neil Patrick Harris, one of my favorite actors. I think he's probably my favorite actor ever. The guy's a, a genius. Yeah. And he says in it, the line he says, hey, you know, when, I, when I'm feeling down, I stop feeling down. I start feeling awesome. And it's perfect. It's yeah. like, that's it. It's so that's simple, it. but you yeah. can decide to start feeling awesome. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's super easy. You just go... I'm not going to feel down anymore. I'm just going to be awesome instead. Yeah, not? it's as as easy as that. I love it. So let's get into the details of like what made you want to start the Church of Jediism. Sure. You know, because it takes action to make this kind of thing happen. And you have uh, like 500,000 members or more. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And, and so the idea is so... Uh, and I'll just clarify the terminology. We say we have 500,000 followers, okay. um, but m- members are slightly different to followers because yeah. the members engage with like training and all that kind of stuff. But followers are people who just follow everything you do and visit the website and all this rubbish. Anyway, so um, what got me to start the Church of Jedi? I have been obsessed with Star Wars ever since I was like a young boy. And I was like, wow, this is like the coolest thing ever. And the, the main thing that was cool about it is one, I love sci-fi and science because I'm a super nerd. And the second thing is that the Jedi were in there and they were kind of like, they were spiritual or they were religious in inverted commas <laughs> without all the, the, the secular hokum, you know, like, so you didn't have to submit to anything that was kind of like, uh, you know, daunting. I can't, I can't do this. Who can't step mm-hmm. out line there. They were just very calm with it all. And they, they were very rational. You know, there was no, they were never judging. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. And, um, so that being in, in my mind, I'd studied kind of, all kinds of religions and philosophies and the magic and all this kind of stuff for for years i've I've been so like interested in, in, in all this kind of stuff i got to a point where i was looking online for for kind of you know i wonder if jedi are real you know like is this a real thing and so i googled around and or what well, yahooed around as it was back in the day and uh, i found um I found a couple of websites that were talking about it. It was like the Ashlanites and there was a Temple of the Jedi Order and there was a bunch of other little bits and pieces, but nobody was really doing anything. The websites weren't fancy. The literature was, was scarce and there was no organization to it. You know, there was no kind of real structure. And I thought, wow, what if I could bring something together, mm-hmm. some real literature, some good organization and actually have a, a I don't know, an organized yeah. kind of ideology kind of together. And, so I did that, um, and I made the the Church of Jedi, and that was kind of like the combination of it. And and but the the reasoning for me saying like, okay, I'm gonna do it was because I felt like the world, you know, we're living in like a post nine eleven world, mm-hmm. and everyone's a bit kind of like you know miserable. Yeah. Everyone's scared of somebody blowing somebody up, and I thought, wow, you know, we need to get back to being fun, like in the nineties where it was like, you know, floppy hats yeah. and pogs, you know, Colorful, everyone was, you know, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, happy go lucky life, you know, and like you know, everybody enjoyed McDonald's back in the nineties, <laughs> and it was kind of like you know this whole not like I enjoy it. I'm just saying that like it was this whole glamorous kind of just just chill out, you know, yeah. we listen to music, we didn't have mobile phones, and I, and it was kind of like I wanted to bring a bit of an essence of that kind of free lifestyle back into to modern day living, and so that's why I did it, and that was kind of like the real driving force for me to do. It. I was like, yeah, you know, we have to have this whole happy outlook for people that's amazing so you're saying you you basically wrote everything yourself you wrote out what jedi is a means and you created this website and all of this yeah yeah definitely so well the website we have now is a highly professional website which i did design with the team but i didn't you know physically make it myself but like i did design it and all this rubbish but all the literature everything yeah it's from me um and the ideas um I mean, look, let's put this in, in, into perspective. They're extrapolated and expanded on ideas from the, the Star Wars yeah. movies. Because if we, 
if you if we took just what the Star Wars movies gave us, sorry, we'd have a small little pamphlet, you know, yeah. a tiny leaflet with the information and you would on it because there's nothing in it. There. On it. Yeah, yeah, you when you, you have to because there's, we had like three movies for like years, and then we had another three movies, and they weren't that good. And then, you know, and, and so it's kind of like, what do you do with with such little information, but such big idea? Yeah. You have to fill in the gaps. And what I feel like now is that seeing the the newer movies, I feel like we've we've expanded in the right direction yeah. basically that, that's the idea that's really impressive it takes a lot of creativity to, to take an idea and, and fill in the blank holes right what would you say is the most interesting or surprising experience that has come out of jediism and creating all this i would say uh the pe- people's reactions to it i think that is the most interesting experience because when you say stuff if you say to somebody hey i uh yeah i founded this kind of you know new religious kind of movement they're like what the heck you know <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing and everyone believes you. I was sitting I was on this TV show once um, on the BBC called The Big Question with this guy called Nicky Campbell he's quite a big kind of geezer over here and I was sat I had to go on the show and they sat they sat me next to this guy from Raelianism and Raelianism is a group of people who wear like silver jumpsuits you know space boots and all stuff and it's kind of like you know they believe that aliens are going to come back and save us all I'm not saying that they're wrong I'm just saying that like that is where they put me next to and of course I go in there and this regular bloke you know I'm like hey you know I just want everyone to be happy and they're like <laughs> they wanted you to be you know, weird and, and, and it's kind sci-fi. Of, yeah, like everybody expects me to be yeah. this weirdo, and I, 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 I am a weirdo. I'm a self-proclaimed <laughs> bizarre weirdo. You know, you have to be to have a degree in chemistry. Oh, come on. If you weren't a weirdo before doing the degree, you definitely will be after it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think um, the, that is probably the most. I, I love it. I just love it. You know, oh, we're gonna go yeah. meet this Jedi guy. He's crazy. It's like. Hey, I'm I'm kind of normal, and I'm like blown away by it. Yeah. I was like, you just see their heads. I was doing, I was doing an interview just before Christmas with Huck Magazine, and a quite big magazine over here. I think we've got like a ninety million reach or something ridiculous like that. Anyway, regardless of the reach, two lovely blokes came up from London. We did a photo shoot. We did an interview, and then halfway through the interview, you could just see their heads just like, oh, whoa, this is nothing yeah. like I thought. It's like wow, and I just I love that's it. That's such a cool feeling to like prove people wrong or do the unexpected. Absolutely, and, and that's what it's all about. I, I think it's like, it's everything that I teach, you know, it's always be kind of like a bit creative, always kind of like, uh, I don't know, excite people in a way. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just and love all that no, stuff. it's brilliant. It gets people's attention. Yeah, and that is partly the reason why I called it the Church of Jediism as well. Not just like the study yeah. of philosophy based on Jedi teaching, you know. It's not It's not that. It's, it's Exactly. It's, it's got the shock. It's, it's smart. It's branding. Yeah, it is. It's branding. Yeah. And it's fun, you know. And it's kind of a big... The reasons why I call it the Church, and I'll just go through this very briefly, is because one, it is because mm-hmm. the word Church used to mean House of God, but now it just means Congregation of People. And I think more people should use that because we're uh. kind of scared to use the word Church because you think, oh, it's Christian-based. And it's not, you know. Everyone can enjoy the word Church. Yes. Why not? You know, Church is subgenius. Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster. Look, everybody can enjoy the word church. Um, and then uh, the other part was that, like, uh, I wanted to I wanted to change the way people saw the word. So not only can they enjoy it, but they just change it so that it's not this, like, stigmatic kind of weird word that you can't use. And so, and of course, it's got shock value. You say church, and everyone's like, <gasps> the ears stick up like a dog. <laughs> Super interesting. So let, let's talk about your book, because you just came out with a book called Become the Force, Nine Lessons on How to Live as a Jediist Master. So congratulations, first of all. What would you say is your favorite lesson from the book that you can share to Ooh, today? Okay, my favorite lesson. I don't know. They're all so yummy. Uh, <laughs> let's have a look here. <laughs> I don't know. They're all so good. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. What, what's, what's one that you think is uh, unexpected or surprising that you, I don't know, or, or one that's worthy of sharing? 
emotional control and anger management. I think this is so important. Uh, and one of the reasons I think this is so fun is because people act on emotion all the time. They, they, they just kind of go like, hey, that guy called you an asshole. And they're like, hey. And then, you know, he'll you just instantly like, you're an asshole. And then there's a huge yeah. conflict, and, you know, yeah. where, where they shouldn't be. They should be like, huh, he did. I wonder why. Let's ask him. Nobody ever expects that. You know, nobody thinks like, why is this guy, you know, and, and that's another thing. Like somebody comes out, I'm going to kick your ass. It's like, okay, we'll sit, we'll sit down and have a conversation. Why, why are you going to do that? Nobody ever expects that. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. And it's because you, the whole reaction thing, you know, every action is a positive or, or a neutral reaction. And, and it's because if you go to life deflecting everything uh, as it comes into you, you become the monster you hate. And this is a this is a more serious version of it. So if you if somebody murdered somebody you love and then you go after that person and murder them, then you've just become them. It's like oh, yeah. that doesn't make any difference. So so that's how you should never that so never act on so anger management is that in its essence is that you you get rid of anger because it's like the Buddha said, okay, anger is like or holding grudges and being angry at somebody and being negative to somebody is like holding a hot piece of coal and the only person that and you're waiting to throw it back at the person who threw it at you but the only person's getting burnt in the meantime is you you know you're the person getting hurt and uh, my father always said to me he goes don't let anybody live rent free in your head because you know what the heck you, you yeah know, you what's the point yeah you don't like that person so why are you letting them live rent free in your mind and he was absolutely right and i thought wow and the um emotional control is uh is one of the things i find quite interesting and people are always letting their emotions go wild you know they they, they kind of they're desperate to find love or they're uh they, they they want people to love them as friends and they're desperate to make friends and stuff and and one of the things which is which is quite an amazing saying is that um i think it was in the wizard of oz he uh the the, the lion uh says that he wanted a heart and the uh the, <laughs> the wizard said um my good man a heart is not judged on how much it loves but it's on how much it's loved and uh and he couldn't be more right and, and and this means that you can go out and love everybody in the world but if nobody loves you back then you know how is the heart judged but if loads of people say this person's amazing i love them then that is how the heart is judged and so mm. emotion comes from the fact that again a, a great saying where people chasing happiness but happiness isn't this thing this goal that you'll achieve happiness is something that you um experience while you do things so in controlling your emotions mm -hmm. by the fact that happiness is like a butterfly the more you chase it the more it will elude you but if you busy right. yourself with other things it'll come and rest upon your shoulder and it couldn't be more oh, true things like that yeah. i just love it and so i kind of always teach that you should never go with emotion and in the star wars movies um this is a great line as well from star wars um obi-wan kenobi and anakin are chasing down this guy and just put like a a bug in uh the princess's room to try and kill it and so they chase down this guy and they have this huge running through the city kind of montage and then the the evil guy runs into a bar and anakin's about to run in there and he's running up to the door and obi-wan says stop anakin he said, the guy went in there to, to hide, not to run. Why are you running in there? And so, again, that was an act of emotion, emotional response, just acting on it for no reason because mm. he's like, oh, it's an emotional response. I'm going to run after this guy. He's running. But why? Right. You know, like, and again, the slow and steady wins the race. You have to analyze the situation first and then make a decision on it. Don't act on emotion because emotion will just, just tear you up and just completely right. spit you out with the wrong kind of thing. So next time, just just take a second and ask why. Yeah, ask why. <laughs> just start start to think about it before you take action on your emotions. Exactly. Like if your phone mm -hmm. starts freezing and you can't get on your Instagram to double click those IGs, you just don't throw it at the wall because that's going to make it even worse. You kind of wait for a second and go, okay, let's have patience with it. And that's all about it. It's just taking the time to go, okay, I take a step back, I take a breath, and then I look at the situation again. And, that, and that's so important. And it's such a simple thing. 
All right, my loves, it's time to take a break with our sponsor, FreshBooks. If you're a freelancer or a small business owner, FreshBooks is an intuitive cloud accounting software that's the simplest way to be more organized and productive with your day-to-day paperwork. With FreshBooks, you can create and send professional-looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, set up online payments to get paid faster and more. There's even a new FreshBooks proposal feature, which allows you to include an outline of your project, scope of work, and a timeline. No more switching software, fussing over formatting, and wasting your precious time. FreshBooks is offering all Lavender listeners a 30-day unrestricted free trial so you can try it out for yourself. To claim your free trial, go to freshbooks.com lifestyle and enter the Lavender lifestyle in the how did you hear about us section. That's freshbooks.com lifestyle. I'm also very excited to share about our sponsor, Audible. If you watch my monthly favorites videos, you know I'm always recommending my favorite audiobooks on Audible. I love listening to audiobooks while I'm driving or doing chores. My favorites to listen to are inspiring self-help books like Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell or comedy memoirs like I Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons by Kevin Hart. What's great is that with Audible, you can switch seamlessly between devices, your phone, tablet, or Amazon Echo, and pick exactly where you left off. Audible members get a credit every month good for any audiobook, and unused credits roll over to the next month. Plus, your books are yours to keep, so you can re-listen to them anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Sign up today for a 30-day trial, and your first audiobook is free. Go to audible.com slash lavendaire. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash L-A-V-E-N-D-A-I-R-E. Or you can text LAVENDARE to 500-500. Let's talk about your YouTube channel because this is what you're currently working on now, the Aspie mm-hmm. World. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah so what, what is your mission with this channel and what's, what's your main message? Cool. So my main message is that I'm trying to um, put across information that's valuable uh, about Asperger's, autism, and mental health in general, and all, all the things that come or, come orbit with it, you know, like anxiety, depression, OCD, and all these things. I'm trying to put across information in a really fun, engaging way and a positive manner as well, because there's far too many videos out there on the, these subjects, and everyone, I watch this video, this guy talking about Asperger's, and I'm like, oh, I want to kill myself, you know, because <laughs> it's so upsetting and depressing. It's like, oh my God. And you don't want to feel worse after watching a video. You want to go in there and be enlightened. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I just want to get people psyched about it and this is okay so this is my like my current kind of campaign i'm doing a lot of talks on this this year i'm doing one in spain next week actually um and it's about autism using autism as a superpower and and that's what it's all about Mm. i use it as my superpower and everybody can use it in what way do you use it as your superpower so for instance up until 2014 i had um I had this diagnosis of Asperger's and I was rubbish at everything. You know, I can play, okay, I'm a multi-musician. I can play a lot of different instruments and it's great. And I love being, uh, you know, gifted in that way. And I love that. But I felt like I wasn't kind of, I don't know, I I, I was still depressed, you know, I get depression and all these kind of things. Anyway, so then I decided that, hey, one of my things is that I love being obsessed with stuff. And this comes as a bit of an an annoyance to people because I kind of get obsessed over things and then they go, Dan, why are you not talking to us? I haven't seen you for like two weeks. What's going on? I'm sitting there watching this rerun of like, I don't know, this two second clip of a guy playing a banjo. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So, uh, but with that obsession, it came extreme focus and extreme focus and analytical thinking is is what you need with chemistry. So I did a degree in chemistry and it was kind of like, 
it's not as uh, chemistry is not as hard as everyone makes out, but it wasn't for me because I, I love this kind of focus. I was like, wow, if I channel the things that are maybe a bad, uh, bad symptom, if I channel it to being something that's good, I can maybe, I don't know, change my life, change somebody yeah. else's life. I don't know. So that's what I did. And so with the Aspie world, I was like, okay, I'm going to channel everything I know about Asperger's syndrome and autism in a positive way. And I'm going to put it out there in a, in a very engaging, fun video so that everybody yeah. who, who is in my position can go, Oh, yeah, this guy, you know, like I feel cool. And, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm like, so like, like, for instance, right. Somebody said to me like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm rubbish at everything. I've got Asperger's syndrome and I can't get a job. I can't hang out in offices. You know, I can't do the usual stuff. And I've been there, I've done that. And I know exactly how they feel. And I said, what are you good at? He said, well, look, nothing really. I just love playing video games. I said, okay, cool. Look, this is, I always take this lesson from Al, uh, Alan Watts and Alan Watts is a famous mm-hmm. Zen Buddhist. And he always said, look, forget about money, right? Okay. How would you want to spend your days? And if, when you have that, you say, okay, I want to play video games, maybe stupid to some people, but look, it's important. If you do it enough times, you'll become good at it. And when you do it a lot of times, you become a master at it. And when you're a master at something, somebody will pay you yeah, to do it. It's true. And so it, it is true. And so I said to this guy, look, go out there, play video games, become a master of your field, know everything you need to know about video games, the whole industry, and then go and apply for jobs in that industry because you are going to be one of the most knowledgeable people in it. And it mm-hmm. works. You know, I know yeah. there's a guy I know who's got Asperger's syndrome. He now he works for a video game company. It's wow. like, it, it's just things like that. It's This is how to drive your superpower. I love it. There's a positive in everything and it doesn't have to have this negative light on Asperger's and autism because it can be a superpower. It can, there are gifts that everyone has. I, I'm like a believer that everybody has a very unique set of gifts and they're meant to use that right to to do something in the world so yeah everybody is worthy everybody can do something absolutely and this is one thing i say like to because like i have a lot of people who come to my youtube channel who don't have asperger's syndrome who you know they may just have like a friend and that's how they come across it but they stay and they stick around for the videos because i say like everybody's so important and like you said everybody has a reason and a purpose to be here we just have to figure it out and do it Mm -hmm. and it may take you may take you whole life and it could be the last thing you ever do and you go ah I'm doing it right now. I, could, I should have been preaching to somebody about something, you know, about crystals. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And then they go, I'm doing it. At least you fulfill it and you will figure it out. Yeah. It just may take some time. So never give up on it. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people do that whole thing. Like, oh, I'm too old or I'm never going to do no, it. I'm past it. You know, never too it's like, old. what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it just, look, I mean, Harrison Ford didn't start acting until he was 30. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. And this is a, this is a, this is a true story. Do you want to hear a true story of an, sure. of an amazing achievement? Okay. And this is, uh, this will help any listener who ever doubts themselves thinking that they're too old or they're never good enough. This is a true story and and it's true because my my cousin it's it's my cousin who it's about okay so my cousin 70 years old right 70 year old man he in his 30s he was a bodybuilder and he was like he he got into bodybuilding because he wanted to be a world champion bodybuilder okay Mm -hmm. and like anybody else you go okay i got aspirations and one thing led to another he fizzled out and then he 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 won a couple of local competitions nothing major so then on his 70, sorry, on his 69th birthday, kind of, he's like, okay, do you know what I want to do? I want to get back into bodybuilding. Wow. Why not? You know, 60. So he did it. And then uh, this last year just gone. So 2017, it was his 70th year on this planet. And he was like, excellent shape, you know, working really hard, working nights. So he worked at nighttime, right? So how hard is it to work your metabolism when you're working at night? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So this guy was working hard and bodybuilding hard. And uh, he was like, he won a local competition. Okay, great. So then he, he went ahead and he won a, uh, a national competition and then he won the British competition. Wow. And when he won the British competition, they said to him, hey, you have, oh no, sorry, he won the European title. And uh-huh. when they got the European title, they said, dude, you have a chance to go and try for the world um, <laughs> championship. And he said, look, I'm 70 years old. <laughs> you know, maybe 50 years ago, I thought like this is a good idea uh, or whatever, you know, like 40 years ago. And then he was like, 
but now maybe I don't know. So they said, no, no, you're going to do it. He said, yeah, do you know what? And he, he said, okay, I'm going to go and do it. So I, I went to see him and he's holding like a charity fundraiser because you have to kind of, I don't know if any of you guys know this, but if you're going to do competitions like this, you have to pay your own way if mm-hmm. you like it. And so you have to pay for all your hotels, your flights, everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was raising money and I gave him some money and I did a bit of fundraising with him. And, and I said to him, you know, are you scared? Are you nervous? And he said, and he looked at me dead in the face. He said, Dan, you know, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna be scared about it because I'm gonna win it. Wow. And I said, What do you mean? He goes, Well, I'm not gonna go out there if I'm not gonna win. I said, Okay, wow. okay, John, do it. So he flew out to Miami and he was in Miami and I watched the live stream and I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat thinking, Oh my goodness, what if he actually does this? You know, I mean there's he's up against everybody else in the entire world. He's up mm-hmm. against everybody. And I was like, I w I I just couldn't I, I was just in suspense. Anyway. So then he comes on stage, he does this thing, and the judges say, okay, the world champion goes to, and it was my cousin, John, and oh I was like, <laughs> oh my God, wow. this guy is 70 years old, he's the world champion bodybuilder <laughs> in his age range. I mean, you can right. Google it, John, his name is John Wilkins. Even if he didn't win, that would be awesome that he made it that far. I mean, this yeah, is I many know. wins. And you know, it was crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I see, I bumped into him in the store. So we have the store here called Tesco and that's why I always see him in Tesco because mm-hmm. he goes to his grocery shopping. So I bumped into him and I was like, John, man, you bought, you won the title. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, are you, you going to do any brand deals? Yeah, you know, you do. And he's like, oh no, money doesn't motivate me. Just the competition. I was like, what? Aww. Like, and he then, and it was amazing. And he'd have this, he's got this huge trophy in his house. It's just amazing. Yeah. There's this guy just sitting in his house. He goes to work. He's like a celebrity now because like <laughs> everywhere he goes, we want to take pictures with him and yeah, all this kind yeah. of stuff. And I just, this guy's now my, my new hero i'm like this guy's 70 years old he never gave up he said i'm gonna do it he is a world champion bodybuilder i mean you can't get higher than that unless we go into outer space and visit (laughs) other planets you can't do anything Mm -hmm. uh, greater than that so never give up because there's no point you know he could have at one time he almost did when last year um when he was 69 he actually lost the he didn't win the british title so he he kind of knocked back so then he said i'm giving up and giving up and then I don't know why, but in the beginning of 2017, he said, no, no, I'm going to give it one more try. Wow. And that's what he said. He said, I'm going to give it one more try. Wow. So it was kind of like, oh my God, this <laughs> 70 years outrageous. old. Oh my goodness. To do anything, even like not even win, but just to try when you're 70. That's, I think that's winning. Just, just, just to crazy. Try, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to try it, man. Just yeah. to, anyway, this guy's my hero. And, uh, and I told him he should write a book and he said, oh no, no, I'm no good at that. So Aww. I'm just, I'm waiting for it though. He should do, he should do. Cause <laughs> well, what's he's his name again? John what? So John Morgan Jones. So like, okay. so my middle name is Morgan. So it's Daniel Morgan Jones. Uh, the M. Yeah. So he's John Morgan Jones. Okay. And um, if you type in, if you just Google John Morgan Jones bodybuilder, you'll find a video of him, you know, uh, there's, there's like a cool news story on him when he's being all modest talking about, you know, working out. And he always, and the thing is, he hides his body you wouldn't see this guy is ripped to hell and yeah. but he he always wears like a hoodie and like baggy pants and you would not you just would not tell this guy's so fit for a 70 wow. year old guy it's, it's just that's incredible that's inspiring thanks for sharing it, that <laughs> no no you know anytime and I, I love sharing the story and it's kind of like I told him I told you're my hero I'm gonna oh. tell everybody the story he's like no 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 <laughs> it's crazy but I love it I love it oh my gosh well thank you so much Dan you gave so many good lessons today I, I loved it I and I especially love your energy and I just want to like cheer you on with everything that you thank do you in so the future much. so we'll be here cheering for you <laughs> thank All you right. you guys are awesome thanks for having me on yeah so everyone out there you can check out Dan's work at becometheforest.com and where else can we find you do you do Instagram yeah so and YouTube um, too yeah, my YouTube. So the, yeah, so the Aspie World. So T H E A S P I E W O L D. Um, you can get me on that. So the Aspie World. You can get me on Instagram, 
Facebook, Snapchat, you know, the usual Twitter, all those things. Uh, I'm more active on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube than anywhere else. So, okay, awesome. Um, but yeah, but that's the best way to keep up to date with me. Great. So all the links will be in the show notes below. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye.